Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Have you been enjoying the parables series this summer so far? All these great preachers preaching the word. Amen. Pastor Caleb did three parables all about the one that was lost. Wow, when God says it three times in a row, at one time, he really means it. When the king has to say it three times, it means a lot, doesn't it? So thank you, Pastor Caleb. Man, I felt the Holy Ghost come in when he did that $100 bill. And I wasn't talking about the money, just the idea that God loves everyone. That's why we're here tonight. And so... Some of you may not know this, but we have a pastor's planning meeting, uh, and Pastor Bobby, you know, kind of feels what he, he wants us to preach about, but he wants us to come up with kind of the, the themes on everything, and then he assigns different people different nights. So I got the night where there's two parables, and I'm going, oh, praise God, two of them. Well, guess what? They're the shortest ones. <laughs> They're like one sentence apiece, you know. And So I think I'm going to get the record for the shortest sermon tonight on Wednesday night. But <laughs> I asked for some mercy, and I said, can I please preach a little bit before and a little bit after that parable? And they said, yeah, go ahead. So thank you, Jesus. It may not be the shortest, but it will probably be short. So what I did, I read before and I read after, and I started perceiving something that I want to share with you tonight. So I'm going to title this Perceiving Paired Parables. If you say that fast five times, I'll give you a cookie. (laughs) But there's such a thing that uh, scholars call a chiasm. Has anybody ever heard of a chiasm? Sounds like a headache of some kind, right? (laughs) It can be a medical term. But it basically means reflecting thoughts. And I'm going to explain that. The revelations that God gives, they're reflected revelations. So they're going to put up a a chart right now. And here's what happens with a chiasm. And I'm not even going to call it a chiasm. That's why I call them reflected revelations. If you take a mirror and hold it up to anything, it's going to reflect it backward, right, when you look at it? So... If you take a picture of this, you go check with Mr. Google, because he's going to have thousands and thousands of these in the Bible that people have found. They're everywhere. And once you see it, you go, wow. So I'm reading these two parables, and I read before. And then as I'm reading, I'm going, okay, here's a plan here. The first thing was they were talking uh, about parables, Matthew was. And then they were talking about the wheat and the tares, which ended up either in the fire or in the barn. And really, he was talking about people, you know, and their destinations. And then the parable of the treasure and the guy selling everything to get the treasure, that was the next one. And then all of a sudden, the mirror dropped in when I started reading the next verse. So can I see, can you see that? Finding a pricey pearl. Right after the parable of the treasure hidden in a field was the merchant that's looking for the pearl, okay? Then, after that, it was the good and bad fish 
that were caught by the dragnet, and some were thrown away, and some were brought into the vessels. And then the third thing was he was talking about parables again, and I go, boom, praise God. There's a chiasm here. There is a reflection of thought. And guess what? God paired these parables. You see it? He's, it's like the king says, I got something to say, and I want to say it twice. And he's reflecting it to us, and we're going to be listening real close, aren't we, as we learn about these parables tonight. So I'm going to be talking about understanding, first of all, the, the A portion of this reflection, understanding the importance of parables. And I'm going to ask my lovely assistant, Jan, She is going to be the narrator. And for some of you that have been around church for many years, this is kind of an old school thing, you know, that somebody's reading the scriptures and then the, the preacher is like commenting on it as we go. So don't think I'm being weird or cutting her off. This is on purpose, all right? So Jan's going to be reading the first portion of this in Matthew 13, 34 through 36. Without a parable, he did not speak to them, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. Hold it. <laughs> now, the word parables is being repeated here. So whenever something's repeated, it's like I, I like to pay attention, don't you? Yeah. So we had a crew going on around here last semester, and we had you know a couple dozen people in it. And we were talking about Bible research and interpretation on Sunday nights. And one of the things we learned is to look at the Greek and the Hebrew meanings, Greek for the New Testament and Hebrew for the Old Testament, meanings of words. So like when we find a word like parable, we want to look up and what that is. So one of uh, my A, stu uh, a students, uh, Jason Orr, who happens to be here tonight, he has a project here, and he was to look up parables, and he helped me look up what a parable means. And I'm going to read to you what it says in the Strong's Greek Concordance about a parable. It says it's a similitude, which means a double or similar likeness, a fictitious narrative of common life comparing or conveying a moral adage which is a common observation about people. A comparison. If you want to put it in a nutshell, parable means a comparison. And it's from a word meaning to throw alongside. All right? So Thayer's lexicon, That's now you're going deep when you get into the lexicon, but it says it's the placing of one thing beside another, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And that's what Jesus was doing, was teaching parables. Now watch this. Jan, what's the next part of that verse there? I will utter things kept secret from the foundation of the world. All right. Now notice in verse 35, my dear, <laughs> it says that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. So that means in the Old Testament somewhere, he gave this verse, right? So I looked it up. It's in Psalm 78.2. And Asaph, who was King David's chief musician, he was a psalmist and he was a prophet. Watch this. Here's what it says in Psalm 78.2. I will open my mouth in a parable. 
I will utter dark or obscure sayings of old. So what I'm thinking about is I'm going to look up parable in the Hebrew because it's in the Old Testament. Watch what it means in the Hebrew language. Superiority in mental action, a simile, that's kind of the same as the Greek, right? A figure of speech comparing two things with the word like or as, yes, but watch this. It's from a primary root to rule, to have dominion, and to rule over. So this utterance was going to come from a man who was a governor who ruled, and he was going to utter dark secrets of old. And guess what? Jesus was the master storyteller. And he was giving away secrets. Some of us hate people that give away secrets. But in this case, it was all prophesied that the Messiah would come and speak this way. So verse 36, my dear. Then Jesus sent the multitudes away and went into the house. Okay, now hold on. He's going to give his disciples a private backstage pass to talk with them about parables. So he sent everyone else away, and you got to understand, just put yourself there. You're in with Jesus alone, okay? Three. <laughs> And his, disciples, <laughs> and his disciples came to him saying, explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. Ah. So he's going to explain these parables of the tares of the field. And here's what he says. This is Matthew 13, 37 through 43. Now, I want you to notice that he's talking about the destinations here, right? This is the, the, the reflection that's going to be reflected of good and bad plants in this case. And he's also meaning to people. So, Han, would you go ahead and read here for a little bit? He answered and said to them, he who sows the good seed is the son of man. That's the word of God, right? That's planted. All right. The field is the world. Uh-huh. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. Oh, he's talking about the kingdom. Go ahead. Tares. Now, the tares, T-A-R-E-S. I went up and looked a picture of a tear. I didn't get one for you. But it's called a darnel in the Middle East. And it almost looks like a piece of wheat. It's amazing. Ask Mr. Google or look on Google Images. and <laughs> You can see one. But so... What Jesus was saying to those people, they totally understood that, oh, the devil's pretty sly. You know, he can kind of be a counterfeit, right? All right, go ahead. But the tares are the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age. And the reapers are the angels. Now, this is pretty serious stuff, isn't it? So he's not just talking about wheat and weeds. He's talking about some serious stuff. Verse 40. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. People don't like talking about hell, but you know that Jesus talked a lot about hell. So although we, don't like, we may not like it in our flesh, it's there so that we will learn to understand how serious all of this is. This is a secret kept 
from the foundation of the world, and he's bringing life and immortality to light. Verse 41. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and mm. they will gather out of his kingdom mm. all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness. Wow. Don't think you're getting away with it if you're an outlaw. <laughs> <laughs> and will cast them into the furnace of fire. Oof. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. That's a horrible thing to think. It's hard to think about that, isn't it? That that's where some folks are going to end up. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Wow. Let's praise the Lord for his word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And I don't think it's an accident that the very next thing that is shown is in Matthew 13, 44. It's talking about finding a rich treasure and selling all to buy it. Notice where it falls. It falls right after understanding heaven and hell. He's talking to them privately. He wants them to understand how important this is. Hmm. Matthew 13, 44 says... Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and he sells all that he has, and he buys that field. To help illustrate these parables, we have a very special guest with us tonight. Please welcome his royal majesty, King Gary the Great. He happens to be the owner of Kingdom Enterprises. Give him another hand. Welcome, King Gary. You look, you look very majestic there. Very royal. I like that. Yes. His foreign-owned company only deals in super high-value commodities of land and sea. This, that's why His Highness insists on making any and all these deals personally, with potential buyers. He's been gracious enough to allow us to visit his headquarters and observe two transactions tonight. Thank you, Your Highness. Let's wait for our first buyer to arrive. Okay, man, I can't wait to get to the old hippie skateboard contest. <laughs> I'm going to cut through this guy's field. I hope he doesn't mind. Oh my goodness. What? Hold on. If you think I'm going to ride that, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I can't believe this. This Oh, there's a sign over here. The field is for sale. This field is for sale. Oh my god, look at all these bills. They're from all different countries. Look at these coins. Gold and silver and bronze and copper. Let me look. What's this? Forgiveness of sins. Mercy instead of judgment. Oh, my God. Salvation of the soul. Healing for the body. 
Deliverance from demons. Oh my God, provision, everything I'll ever need. This is all that I need and more. My God, I hope no one else finds this field. I'm going to hide this thing. I got to go over there to that real estate joint. Kingdom Enterprises. Greetings, my friend. Welcome to Kingdom Enterprise headquarters. <laughs> may I, how may I assist you today? Well, hey, baby. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested. Uh, <laughs> I'm interested in the field uh, that you all have for sale down here. You will need to speak to His Majesty King Gary the Great, Ooh. who deals directly with all of our buyers. I will let him know that you are here. Oh, my. King Gary the Great, huh? <laughs> I hope you'll give me a good deal. Your royal dudeness. <laughs> How you doing? And how are you doing, my fine fellow? Well, I'm doing pretty good, but I'm, I'm kind of interested in your property down the road here. Oh, yes, yes. Um, um, you know, that's a very special piece of property. Yeah, the soil is the soil very, is very rich. Very rich. Very, that's what, very rich. Yeah. <laughs> very rich. And I have the deed for it right here. Ooh. So how much is it? Well, it's, it's um, I, I'm glad you asked. Uh, it's a non-negotiable fixed price. But everybody who's interested can afford it. No deals? It's cash only. Ooh. Surely you'll take an offer. Uh, no, cash. <laughs> Good news is anybody can afford it. Oh. Anybody oh. can afford it. I can on my skateboard salary? <laughs> It'll simply cost you everything you own. My skateboard, too? Well, yes. Well, like, what uh, do you mean, everything? It absolutely includes everything, including your skateboard. Yeah. Uh, most folks need to empty all their checking accounts and their savings accounts. Mm. Retirement investments. Ooh. Sell their house. I, well, you know, I don't have an retirement investment, so that's oh, no problem. Skateboarding, I can imagine. Um, I've been too. <laughs> anyway, they need to sell their house and all the furnishings, their equipment, including skateboards. Yeah, what about my van? Supplies. With the flowers on it. Vans, cars, boats. Clothes. Motorbike? Motorbike. Wow. Clothes. Toys. Ooh. Any toys that you boat? might have. Did you say things? boat? Boat. I got a kayak. That'll work. You I got to sell it? Yes. Everything. Everything you own. All right. all right. And then simply bring all those proceeds to me, uh, including the cash and the coins in your pocket. Oh. Well, actually, your Madge. I think if I buy that field, it's a good investment. I can probably buy a skateboard park anyway and get a new house and whatever. So you, deal. All right. I'll see you in a few. Thank you. Can you believe it? I got the field. I got the field, the whole thing. <laughs> Woo! Come on. All right. He got, he got that field. Hmm. This is where the imaginary mirror comes in. You've seen the, the first three 
parts of what the dude was talking about. <laughs> about understanding the importance of parables, the destination of the good and the bad plans of people, or people, of people, or people, and finding rich treasure and selling all to buy. In comes the reflected mirror. So next we're going to talk about finding a pricey pearl and selling all to buy it. Hey, Madge, how are you doing? You doing good, Madge? Okay. Yeah, just, just, just wondered. Okay. And it says here, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a pearl merchant seeking beautiful pearls who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had, and he bought it. We have another buyer coming to the door of Kingdom Enterprises. He's a famous world-traveling pearl merchant who has heard of King Gary and has made an appointment to visit the Kingdom Gift Shop to look at the amazing display of the world's finest pearls. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> looking for pearls, looking for pearls, looking for girls. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Greetings, good sir. Welcome to Kingdom Enterprises. Mm. We have been expecting you. Thank you for making the appointment, my dear. Yes, sir. His Majesty King Gary the Great, of course, is our owner. Mm. I will get him for you while you look at our pearls here in this magnificent gift shop right over here Ooh. to peruse the pearls. Well, I've seen a lot of pearls, you know. I've been all over the world looking for pearls. You will not find any like this anywhere else in the world. Mm, that's what they all say. <laughs> Well, let's see. Look at this little guy. Oh, he's a nice one. Greetings. Greetings, my good friend. Oh, your majesty. Careful of the cane that's attacking. Yes. Many pardons, my lord. Not a problem. Uh, <laughs> these are some very nice pearls, I must say. I travel around, I see lots of good pearls. These are exceptional pearls. These are bigger and bigger, the bigger they go. This must be uh, quite expensive, no? Oh, yes, very expensive. Mm. Well, oh, oh, this pearl, where did you get this? It's very rare. I call that the pearl of great price. Oh, look at that pearl. I have not seen anything like it in all the world. Yes, awesome. It's clear. It's pure. It's love. It's faith. You have a good taste, my friend. It's hope. It's mercy. It's goodness. It's righteousness, it's peace, and joy. 
many blessings in this life. No? Yes. And eternal life. Yes. I want to buy it. That's great. That's great. How much? Well, <laughs> I, I, I have a great pleasure. It gives me great pleasure to tell you it's affordable for anyone. You simply need cash to buy it. Oh, I can sell a yacht or two. I can sell my jet. Uh, no problem. <laughs> How much? It's the same non-negotiable price for everyone. You don't give me a deal? Nope. No deal. No deal. Special price oh, for everyone. Yeah. Specifically. I got to have this. It's everything you own. What? <laughs> everything you own. My palace? It's, it's <laughs> your mansions. Mm. All of your mansions. My island in the Mediterranean. Your real estate. The one in the Caribbean? Uh, that one, too. My golf course? Yes, sir. Oh, no. <laughs> Luxury cars? Oh, Lamborghini? Bugatti? Yes. Yes. Porsche? That one, too. Mm. Maserati? Oh, of course, the Maserati. Oh. Yes. Oh, uh, what about your planes? All your planes? Oh, that included? jet. I don't need that jet. Okay, well, that's fine. Uh, what about... Uh, all of your, all your holdings, all your investments. Oh. Yes. I got lots of trust funds, eh? Lots of trust funds, yes. But with this, I can get many more. Everything that you own, including the money in, the, in your wallet. Okay. You got a deal. Yes, sir. Thanks. Very good doing business with you. I got the pearl of great price. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> there you go. Hallelujah. <laughs> so he found a treasure hidden in a field. It was all, everything. But the price is the same for everyone. Whatever you have, you need to give it all and the pearl of great price. It's for everyone. It doesn't make any difference who it is. Rich, not so rich, wherever you come from, it's the same price, and he gives it to you. All you have to do is give him your all. Wow. Thank you all. Praise God. Praise God. So, uh, the old hippie kind of found it by accident. And some of you here tonight, you may even wonder, why am I here? It's not an accident. It's not an accident. The Lord is setting you up for some of the best thing that you could ever imagine in this life and in the next. On the other hand, the merchant, he found it on purpose, didn't he? He was looking. Some of us, Searched long and hard to find God. But whether you have a lot or whether you have a little, it's all the same price. It's everything, y'all. You can afford it. It's for you. But you have to make the decision that it's worth it. And you know why we do that? We understand that there's value in something. Part of the way we can understand value is understanding the destinations 
of good and bad fish and good and bad people, which is the very next parable after those two. Matthew 13, 47. Notice, as Jan reads here, the first word is again. Again, he's wanting us to really understand now why this is so valuable for you. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind, which when it was full, they drew to shore. And they sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but threw the bad away. You know, there's all kinds of people in this world, isn't there? Uh -huh. And a lot of people say, well, if God's so good, then why all the bad stuff happens? Well, guess what? There's the devil. And there's sons of the wicked. And there's tares. And there's bad fish. But in the end, he's going to sort them all out. Yeah. yeah. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth, separate the wicked from among the just, and cast them into the furnace of fire. Boy, that sounds familiar. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. It's the same thing, isn't it? So although we were having a little bit of fun here tonight, it's pretty serious, isn't it? It's heaven and hell. It is. It's the... The glory halls, gates of pearl, and all of the things that the Lord has prepared for us versus weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. And so Jesus ends his talk with his disciples in Matthew 13, 51, 52. And he said to them, Jesus said to them, have you understood all these things? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he said to them, therefore, every scribe who was a scholar of the Old Testament, right, instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder. And it's all about the kingdom here in these parables. This is Matthew 13. It's the treasure trove of kingdom parables. Is like a householder who brings out his treasure, out of his treasure, things new and old. So what, what we try to do here at Riverside is give you the Hebrew heritage from the Old Testament and bring it into the New Testament. That's why when you hear Pastor Bobby talking about the tabernacle like he did last Sunday and explaining that that approach to God applies to us when we come to the cross with the blood that was shed right at the altar that was like in the Old Testament. That's the old and the new is is Jesus. And then there was the washing at the labor at the laver at the tabernacle in the water to cleanse you. That's what water baptism is. And then they would go into the holy and most holy place where the Spirit of God was. And that's in the New Testament, that's when you come into the presence of the Lord. And more importantly, He comes into you. Isn't that awesome? Thank you, Jesus. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with this. Every one of us, whether you're here by accident or on purpose, we all have a choice to make, don't we? You, you learn about the kingdom of God. You see, wow, man, I can have my sins forgiven. Everything I've ever done wrong is gone. When I believe and I get water baptized and then, then I'm filled with the spirit of God so I can live the way he wants me to. And I remember coming to the tipping point in my life 
I read the New Testament seven times before I was a believer just to try and understand it. I said, you know, I'm sick and tired of all these churches. I want to see what the Bible says, what early Christianity was like. I'm going to pretend I'm there and I'm reading about all of this stuff and what Jesus is saying. And I read these very parables. And as I'm reading, I'm thinking to myself, I got everything to gain and nothing to lose here. I really don't have a choice. It's Even if I don't believe in Jesus, it's a good life from what I'm reading in the New Testament. You have all these wonderful ways to live, and you forgive people, and you love people. And wow, that sounds like a pretty good way to live. But more than that, I found out that he died for me in my place. I was a sinner. I should have paid for my sins, but he died in my place on the cross and shed his blood for me. I said, if he gives all, I can give all to him. It's not too much to ask to be his disciple and to take up my cross and follow him, to give up everything that I have. And then I read where Peter comes to him and says, Lord, we have left everything. We have left all and followed you. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus says to Peter and to the others, he says, verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say to you, there is no one that has left houses or lands or father or mother or brother or sister for my name's sake in the gospel that shall not receive much more in this life and in the world to come everlasting life. So how many of you out there say, I found it was worth it to give it all to Jesus? Let's all stand. Some of you are making that decision tonight. You're weighing it all out. Do I want a life of freedom and peace and forgiveness and my old life gone? Are you willing? I'm asking you tonight, like the Scripture says, are you willing to give it all to Him, everything to Him. And it's not easy for everybody. There's a lot of people in a lot of countries over the ages that had to give their life to become a Christian. I was studying to be a doctor when I, of optometry when I became a Christian. And I got a letter from my dad, and he said, if you're on drugs or you had a nervous breakdown, come on home, we'll take care of you, we'll put you in rehab. But he said, if it's that religious stuff, stay away. I don't want to have anything to do with you. And I looked at that and I said, I have no choice. That's okay. Jesus is worth it. So he did everything he could to try and get me to not be a holy roller. So he went and talked to the Lutheran pastor and and he got him to get me a scholarship to go to the Lutheran cemetery. I mean, seminary. And so I went to Dr. Nelson's office. 
And he says to me, well, I heard you had an experience with the Lord. And I said, yes, sir, I did. I'm so excited. And he said, well, tell me about it. And I, so I'm telling him all about Jesus died for me. And I'm showing him in the book of Acts. Pastor Bobby, I turned to Acts chapter 2. And I said, look at this. This is the very first gospel message, uh, sir. And he was preaching to them about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And they all got water baptized as adults in the name of Jesus under the water. And when, and they also were filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. I thought he was going to be thrilled and say, man, the scholarship's right here. Go ahead. Instead, he slams his hand on the desk. And he says, look at this degree on the wall. And I looked and it said, Doctor of Divinity. And he said, who do you think you are presuming to tell me what the Bible says and how you can be saved? And I go, I'm just telling you what, what it says here and what happened to me. That all happened to me. He goes, are you telling me you got water baptized this way? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, if you continue to believe this way, I'm going to take you off the church rolls and you're no longer going to be under the grace of God. And so he was standing up, pounding on the desk. And you, I don't suggest that you do this, and I wouldn't do it if I knew better what I know now. But So I said, okay, he can stand on the desk and pound. I can do it too. So I, I stood up out of my chair, and I said, well, if this is of the devil, I can't wait to go to hell. <laughs> and he threw me out. But here I am. So much more. So much more. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus. Let's sing this. And as we do, if you are ready to give your all, I want you to come right now. Come on. Come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. Come on. Everything. Come be filled with the Holy Spirit. Come be water baptized. Believe. Come believe. Come and be delivered. It's going to take everything. Those people that are coming tonight, you understand it's everything. Jesus, Jesus, yes, Lord, come on, come on, the Lord is here right now, he's wanting you to give your all, he will not disappoint you, he's going to give you peace and love and joy, he's going to give you a new family, he's going to give you a new life, he's going to give you eternal life. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm coming. I'm giving it all. Jesus. Come on. They're coming. Keep coming. Jesus. I give my life to you, God. I'm tired of this world. I'm giving my life to you. You can have it all. All that I have, all that I am, I give it to you, Jesus. 
Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.